0: You're listening to the Heart of the Matter podcast with me, Naomi Sturdy. This podcast is aiming to have discussions and conversations on yoga, society shifts and changes, mental health, physical health, creativity, careers and life. This Irish podcast aims to dig deeper and get to the heart of the matter on who we are and why we are doing what we are doing. Hey everyone, welcome to series three of the Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm Naomi and I'm here to reconnect with you all after our little break away from these podcasts. So over the break, um, I had the pleasure to chat to some really interesting folks Uh, based in Dublin and some from outside Dublin that we're visiting to teach. Everyone in this series is involved with yoga in some way and then also has other adventures that they do career-wise and in their lives and creatively, so... Yeah, over the next few weeks there'll be one a week, and I really hope you enjoy listening. I am currently um retreating for the winter. I'm not teaching, so it's really uh, great to be able to connect to people um through this uh, podcast and get your messages and hear what you're thinking and focus on some. Other projects of mine, I'm working on the teacher training and some study of my own. So so yeah, the, the winter is a little bit different this year. So this week... The chat is with Liz costigan Flory, and we had a great chat Um, she was so good to accommodate the chat in her busy day with her gorgeous twins and Liz is a yoga teacher and a public speaker and A few years ago founded what was known as Positive Fitness Project and she's really involved in running and motivational speaking and now is currently busy uh, raising her little boys. So yeah, we chatted a lot about how her life has changed and the experience that she had in particular with having the twins earlier than full term. So When they were born, it was uh, 28 weeks and her experience with all of that. so, So, yeah, it really was great to get her perspective and hear her story and i hope that you gain something from it uh, any of the links that she mentioned i've put in my website page so you can get them there and then if you enjoy the chat please feel free to share it on social media and if you've any questions or queries or feedback about anything you can message me also on social media facebook or instagram Elements Yoga, and you can email me Naomi at Elements So please enjoy, and uh, I'll catch you on the other side. Naomi. <laughs> it's our official hello, um. So I am here in your lovely house, and thank you for letting me in on your day. Oh,
1: thank <laughs> you for being here and for understanding. a bit
0: mad. So how has your day so far been? Give us a little background.
1: Okay, so it has been nuts. <laughs> this is the nicest part of the day. Um, I have so the boys woke us up. Well, you see, you don't really ever kind of sleep through the night. I okay. Have twin boys, as you know. So, um, night and day kind of roll into one, but um, this morning was nice, it was nice, I slept till about six, and then got my hair done, (laughs) which needed to be done, um, and then came home and had everything planned to have a podcast with you, uh, (laughs) podcast chat with you at half two, and it's now half three, just sitters fell through, um, and my gorgeous friend Gina has stepped up and taken them out for a walk, because while we wanna be real and we wanna talk about real stuff. I yeah.
0: think crying babies too crying babies
1: in the background <laughs> isn't what people want to listen to, you know, let's be honest.
0: And when, say before you were a mum, if you you know, had scheduled things in your day, would you be the kind of person that's like, Oh, I said I'd do it I'd have to, you know, is that how you'd like yeah. to be? You know, is this very different or yes. is it kind of no, it's, it's really fine. different. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I would have a whole load of guilt on so many levels now. Okay. Guilty because... Um, guilty because I'm late for you. Guilty because poor Gina has had to come from her home, like, resting on her Friday afternoon to now walking my babies around Dublin eight. <laughs> uh, guilty because my original babysitter feels bad because he couldn't, you know... Yeah. Um, mind the babies. Um. Guilty because I, I'm working. Guilty because... So, yeah. So. Yeah. I would usually be... A good timekeeper. If I yeah. say I'm gonna do something, I'll do it. I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um. I suppose it's just a little bit of me kind of hanging on to my previous life. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Trying to. <laughs>
0: yeah. And do you think that like like I suppose just before we start recording, for me to come in like and I like some of my siblings have children as well and when I'm in that environment it grounds me like I find it's like you know this is just normal it's just normal life things are coming up and it's more like I suppose for me you know I'm I don't have kids and I get to have the liberal life of whatever I choose whenever so I like the grounding of almost you know, now it's not just my choice. Like yes. you have to actually pay attention to other people. Yeah. Or, you it's know, that very kind of, selfless. It's yeah. very humbling. It's yeah. very
1: um like what I love about it is so in my previous life like in exactly what your life is like. So yeah. travelling and teaching yeah. and you know, like it's it's not easy all the time. Yes. But you have your freedom and yeah. you have choice and stuff like that. Like that's that that was great and I miss all of that. But sometimes we can get really overwhelmed in the, the small things that yes. are big things. But, yeah. you know, like creating a teacher training or yeah. doing <laughs> yoga retreats yeah. or coming up with sequences for classes. Like, they're all really important things. Yeah. And we can get really overwhelmed with all of the things we have to do and all that. Whereas with the babies now, I've, I'm like, it's back to basics. It's like, I need to feed them. I need to change them. I need to get get them to nap a little bit so that I can nap a little bit. Wash up the dishes and start all over again, and um, so it's it's not the sexiest life right now, and I know that will change. And yeah. like, before I even go any further, anything I say, like I know I'm blessed. Yeah. Um. Like I'm not necessarily gonna talk about how wonderful motherhood is right now at this <laughs> moment in time, but I I do know that I'm blessed with what I have, and that goes without saying. But yeah, they've brought back like that that life, like it's simple things. You know, yeah. And, so I'm not, like, overwhelmed with, like, events yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I get that, why you yeah. Kind of feel Yeah. It
0: kind of, yeah, it takes you out of just thinking about yourself. Yeah. And it's sort of now I have a responsibility to yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. And that's what I was saying earlier on about, like, even the body issues image kind of thing. Yeah. Post-baby post body, whatever they call that. Like, that hasn't even come into my head because I don't have time to look below the chin to check whether or not it's the same as it was before. Yeah. Obviously that's exaggerating but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but honestly, so it's like I've so much time, mm. I, I've, I've so, all of my time is spent looking after them yeah. and kind of putting out fires all day yeah. long in, in terms of them that like any of that other stuff isn't mm. isn't an issue right now. You know?
0: So say before diving in a little more into now your life, like before, who was past Liz? okay
1: (laughs) so big smile on my face um past liz was yoga teacher fitness trainer um anything health wellness related uh junkie Mm. um so i my original original background i'm from dublin um and i Studied in DCU and I did languages and translation and all that and went and worked in corporate banks and, um, techy companies and all that for a long time and then decided in two thousand nine to go travelling for a year with my now husband and came back and just. Changed Nearly my the career. same
0: year Neil and I went okay. away as well. Oh yeah, it's the year of um when we were gone. That was the year when all the news was kind of. There was a recession, come back. Yeah, we went <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. so we were like,
1: I'll oh, just like ditch the really good jobs and, yeah. and just go travel. My mom and dad nearly died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so when I came back, I was like, I want to set up my own thing. And at that yeah. time, it was just fitness. Okay, so I set up positive fitness, which yeah. is purely personal training and classes and running clubs and all that kind of stuff. And then a couple of years into that, um, I Fell in love with it. I had always done and kind of dabbled in yoga. I always did yoga kind of when I was on my holidays. Like I never mm. committed, he- like because I suppose my background was also a little bit disordered in terms of body image and eating. So a mm. lot of my 20s was spent training for the perfect body. So mm. yoga was a bit of a waste of time because like it was a bit too gentle on the body. Okay, yeah. 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 But I loved it and yeah. I always knew that I would end up teaching it, but it mm. just in my crazy chaotic head in my twenties, it wasn't burning enough calories, so yeah. it just took aside. Yeah, down. and that's the truth. Yeah, um, So, a couple of years into positive fitness, I just started to do more classes here, starting Samadhi with Bev, and loved it. And she was like, Liz, yes, you need to teach this, and I just got more into it, and did my teacher training with Samadhi, and then it became. Positive Fitness Project, yep. which was the fitness and yoga and all wellbeing stuff. Um, and now it's just me, Liz Costigan-Flurry, because I do a bit of everything as I yep. all yoga. Yeah. You know yeah. Diversify. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So that was me beforehand. Loved travelling, loved... I married my husband in 2012. Um, you know, like, just, yeah, brunching and, like... Living life <laughs> it's like nostalgia, problems. yeah, no, I do, and I, and I think that's my problem at the moment. I need to let go, the big let go just takes time, though, doesn't yeah, it? Like? Yeah,
0: it does. and in your situation, so you know, you and your partner were expecting, yes. and when did you find out that it was going to be twins? Was that really early on? It was on? really early on, okay. So, yeah. we
1: found out pretty much like I think it was two or three weeks into okay. the pregnancy, so it was yeah. really early on, okay. So, it was a massive shock, and um, we always kind of thought we weren't going to have children so at the beginning we were like we're not going to have children as a choice and then we kind of thought well maybe we'll give it an little go just to make sure you know yes Um, yeah and then we did and we, we miscarried in 2017 okay um and um that was you know what it was it was difficult but a lot of positive came from that because through the miscarriage I realized that I had a blockage in one of my fallopian tubes so they removed that and so in my mind I was thinking that's blocked energy so nothing was ever going to happen with that so yeah. now that that's gone yes it was a miscarriage yes it's really sad yes it was difficult but now I'm you know I, I guess more ready maybe I don't yeah. know from a physical energetic level yeah. and then um, we kind of just took it easy for a while and then just said one day let's just give it one more go and oh my god yeah so yeah <laughs> twins never expected to have yeah. twins Mind you, if I look back on manifestation boards and things that I've done over the years, I did put twins down. Okay, for, yeah, interesting. Which is mad. Yeah. And I put it down for like really selfish reasons um, because I was thinking, well, that's only just one year out of work. It's not like, you know, yeah. a year out of work and then go back and then a year. You yeah. because I do love what I do and yeah. I do miss it. Yeah. And, and I knew I would. And so, so yeah, and I, I got what I asked for. So yeah, we <laughs> found out. The end of November last year that we we're pregnant and we found out that we we're having twins mid-November and it was just incredibly overwhelming yeah incredibly overwhelming and um, we were going to India for Chris for New Year yeah um so like all of these really selfish thoughts come into your mind you're like oh, can I go to India can I can I still teach yeah. my, you know all that um and twins is big like it's yeah
0: so then say like you Know you yeah. found out you were a tap twins, and it was around tw- like
1: 23 20. Yeah, so my waters broke, yeah, in April on the 5th of April at 23 weeks. Yeah, yeah. so like halfway through your pregnancy, yeah. which is yeah. And I had just started doing pregnancy yoga with Lou and um, Morgan, and I was so like getting ready to go into my third trimester, which is all about like nesting and you know getting yourself yeah. ready and going, What is
0: So yeah, that's kind of why I was asking, you know, you were saying previously about this idea of letting go maybe your old identity or this idea of, you know, shifting into new Liz or new mommy Liz, like it's almost your
1: process got speeded up a little bit as well. And I think that's still, that's why right now, like if, if, you know, there's mommy's listening, like my babies are five months old when well, they were born five months ago, but they're 10 weeks um, corrected age. And yeah. I'll explain that in a second. But so I people are probably thinking, you know, God, you know, she probably should like speed up this letting go process. You know, yeah. their babies are five months here. <laughs> but really, I think I, I, I missed out in a third trimester, which yeah. I think is all about preparing and getting you know your nursery ready or your whatever your space in your home and um, finishing up in work maybe spending some time with your family and your husband and um, reading books about breastfeeding or, yeah you know reading books about like all the stuff yeah and I didn't get to do that and yeah. I think so I think as a result then like the time after having the babies has been just a little bit more difficult and challenging yeah. in terms of acceptance and letting mm. go um But anything
0: that happens, I mean, obviously this is massive, but like for anyone, I think when a surprise happens, like, or a, you know, something out of the ordinary, like it takes our minds so long to catch up or to kind of get to a sense of, you know, what's happening or how did that happen or what am I supposed to be doing instead now? And, you know, that's maybe where we do have some practices to help us go, okay, take a moment to you know process or kind of tune in but you know when you've got two babies yeah. it's not no, as it's, easy
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's like you're absolutely right and the practices have saved my life yeah I think like I like and certainly saved my sanity um
0: so when you went into hospital first yeah were you like physically you know Filing. feeling anything or no, or no? no okay. nothing
1: so I woke up in the middle of the night and I actually thought that like I, I was in constant or something but yeah wet. yeah and my waters had broken so I went into the hospital like sped in in the car with Seb, and um I was told that my cervix was closed which was good news apparently because the babies weren't coming but I was mm. I, I wasn't in labor but I had to stay in hospital because of infection it's this huge risk of infection when your water's yeah. broke for you and the baby like it's sepsis and it can, like you can die it's really really not a good thing mm. so I was basically um
0: and were you scared when that happened? I was
1: so scared. Mm. And I had so much, like... Um, I just... I just... I I was... Yeah, I was just really scared. Yeah. I, did, I didn't know what was happening. And then I was... I was really... Um, like, my head was a mess because I was thinking awful thoughts about, like, like this was my fault. Like, maybe I did mm. something wrong. And, you know... And there was all sorts of stuff going on. And then... Yeah, it was a really dark time. That That week because that week I just basically was in an isolated room just kind of waiting because that was 20 on your weeks. own well yeah I mean on my family yes like yeah yeah visit but yeah as a patient on my own okay yeah Um, yeah. in a ward that's usually for like hysterectomy miscarriage and, okay and, and, yeah like loss yeah because at 23 weeks your baby is isn't considered viable is mm-hmm. a horrible word but it's they don't start to monitor your baby and kind of do anything really um until 24 weeks so at 23 weeks i was just kind of lying in bed going i don't know what's going to happen are these babies going to come if they do come what you know how will they be what kind of quality of life will they have at 23 weeks you're told statistics are like 10 percent will survive and 15 like i'm these aren't the actual statistics but they were really low mm. you know and it was just it's so dismal like when the page came in to say you know your babies may survive and then they'll have this they could potentially have that and you're just looking going Oh my God, this time last year, like, I, what, how did I end up here? Mm. And so you've got all of this awful regret and then you've got all of this awful guilt Mm. because you're pregnant with these two, like, miracles, but then it's like, no, I don't want this. And then then it's just so scared. There's just so many emotions Mm. and, you know, you're not really allowed to say any of that out loud either because... Mm. It's like, we well, should just be, you know, hashtag grateful for all of us. And the truth is, like, when you're going through pain mm. like that, you're not. You just want to, you know, some of the time run away. Like Yeah. So was very difficult, especially the 23, 24 weeks. And then when they started to monitor me at 24 weeks, we had heartbeats and we could connect them to the babies. Yeah. And I, could, I used to talk to them and I used to, being really honest, I used to have really honest conversations, as you've seen already here. Like, I'm very <laughs> honest with my boys. And I'm like, lads, like, we want you we do um. but like you, you do what you need to do you know yeah Um. because I didn't want them to come if they didn't want to be here you know that yeah. way so I'd have that conversation with them all the time um. you know saying like we'll be okay and you just but you know do what you need to do and so the constant message from my consultant was Get to twenty eight weeks. Get to twenty eight weeks. After twenty eight weeks, there's so much more hope. There's so much more things we can do. And they came at twenty eight plus one. So Mm. from twenty three to twenty eight, I was in the Coombe Hospital on my own. Um, And after twenty four weeks, I went into a a ward with either four or five other women, depending on the week, and on pretty much bed rest. Mm. It was. And hospitals like,
0: did you find that? you know, environment, like, it's not necessarily nurturing not all the all time. time. Yeah. yeah, It's not. It's yeah. purely.
1: it's just, it's all, it's everything I didn't want for my pregnancy yeah. and my birth. Like, I had been with Uma in um, London, Uma Dinsmore-Tuli, doing a pregnancy yoga teacher training with her at the beginning of the year, and it was all about, like, swinging from trees yes. you know what I mean and then I was like water births yeah, and <laughs> yeah. like I knew high risk pregnancy yeah twins I wasn't going to get my home water births you know and I knew there was a high risk that I would have a section I knew all that but I didn't want any of it and I knew mm. what, like I what I wanted but it was so far from everything so you're in an environment where they're constantly like medicating and monitoring instead of just letting everything flow it's yeah the total opposite of what i wanted mm. um but i also had to be there because yeah. i medically needed to mind my babies and myself but you were constantly you know like the juxtaposition between the two and, and constant conflict with the the me who wanted my natural beautiful birth and the reality of you know what what it was so um very difficult to be still Um, And again, I think it kind of brings home the idea of
0: it's reality, isn't it? Like that, you know, I think especially in our era that we can have all these high ideals and especially in maybe yoga spheres like, you know, unnatural and holistic and this and this. And, you know, it's obviously that's great. And obviously there are benefits to those practices or you know how you may have liked childbirth to be or whatever but that if you can't there is reality as well so then there's like that the acceptance and the adjustment or the adaptation so yeah yeah.
1: totally it's very hard and there's a there's a huge kind of focus on natural drug-free birth followed by breastfeeding yeah so like there's a lot of pressure and I, Mm. I felt it because I was a yoga teacher I felt like I had um a, a duty almost mm. to have a natural birth but I don't know where how we ended up here because like you know a cesarean section uh, an emergency section a natural birth a birth with drugs uh, like they're all really wonderful amazing things yeah. and you know I, I'm definitely all for um women being empowered in birth mm. and certainly like having a voice in their birth plan or their at least their their wishes um but like we need to move away from making women feel even worse if they i mean I've, i was ashamed that i had a c section mm. and i um i am still like ashamed that i'm half feeding my babies with formula mm. like I, I crack up every time i put formula into a bottle mm. but i i couldn't breastfeed them exclusively exclusively for the whole time like i did for like 4 of the 5 months but for the last 4 or 5 weeks i've i've been 50/50 and like sometimes i say that and i'm like
0: but do you Why? meet, yeah, like, know. do you meet people that you would feel that's coming from a peer pressure or is it your own internal? I think it's a bit of both. I yeah. I've
1: heard the dialogue in the past. Yeah. So that's sat with me. And now that I'm in the reality of it, it's like, there's also, there's also, I wanted what was best for my babies. Yeah. And so I felt you know like almost
0: a weight or a burden yeah,
1: yeah. and I yeah. And I wouldn't drink powdered milk like mm. I don't even drink cow's milk so and then I'm feeding that to them and yeah. i like, it's just it's, it's just hard, such a yeah. you know yeah. what I'm trying to, to to do in my mind is say like once we get beyond this kind of liquid diet um, and they're on solids I'll have more of a um, more of a chance to kind of feed them what I mm. believe is, is
0: I think in that is like you know in anything for you at the moment it's this experience or this situation with your boys and then for other people it might be you know how past was it might be around exercise or body image or you know for other people it might be work and if we can get to almost a situation where you do what you have to do in the best way you feel you can do it at the time but it's always harder to remind Mm -hmm. yourself that when you do feel maybe internal guilt or internal shame or whatever. But it's funny because I was listening to something else recently and it was about intimacy in couples. And the lady was just saying, whatever the couple both sort of consent to or agree to or feel happy with then that's your normal know, you know yeah, and it's yeah. funny because you know if that can be a burden like yeah. you know are we intimate enough are I we know, not are I we know. too intimate or whatever you know so it could be like that for another person and it's kind of having a sense of yeah well we feel this happy ours, yeah, yeah or and then your own choices i feel
1: content yeah yeah then I know. move on it's like self-assured <laughs> yeah. being self-assured yeah. and that, yeah. that's that's Yeah, it's it's a really good example because (laughs) it is. It's like you think everybody else is doing it way more than you So And then when you sit down and have a conversation, you're like, none of us are doing it half as much as everyone everyone else thinks we are. And that's why comedians joke about stuff because everyone (laughs) is feeling the same. You know. And that's that's funny,
0: yeah, because that's why I always love stand-up comedians because they point out what we maybe feel, you know, what's maybe hidden in our dark spaces about like, oh, I would never talk about that. But they know that and they make a joke about it and it actually lifts everyone up out of it. Completely. Yeah.
1: I think if we could just be a little bit more real and honest and stop like pretending that things are perfect because nobody is perfect. Yeah. Nobody's a perfect yogi or wife or mother. It's just, it's not possible. Like it doesn't exist. So I think the more, and that's why I'm loving talking about, so on the one hand, I, I hate that I had this journey yeah but then on the other hand I'm like no this is really good because I I do say it as it is sometimes too much um and I I hope that by me saying it as it is that somebody listening will either go through a similar position a similar experience and and take from this take comfort from what I'm saying or you know someone will know someone else and yeah be able to support them better it's just you know how are you... Amazing. How's motherhood amazing? Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's moments that are yeah. amazing.
0: What's a good day like?
1: So, I like I was saying to earlier on, like, every day is so different right now yeah. because they're 10 weeks corrected. Age. Yeah. So, they're effectively, you know, 10-weekers. So, they're not... Like, it isn't until they get to, like, three months, which isn't far away, um, that things kind of start to begin to settle and every yeah. baby is different. And I have two. So... It's actually really quite difficult to see any sort of a pattern or routine. Um, and you are, like, I'm quite sleep deprived as well. So I'm not, I don't remember an awful lot of things. So if you said to me, like, even there when you said to me what was today, like, I was like, I can't even remember what time I wake up at, you know, because I don't <laughs> wake up. I sleep in three, two, three hour gap yeah. chunks. So like a good day, I suppose, is um, when we get out, when we have moments like, you know where they look at me or they smile, and I feel like I've, I've I've managed to comfort them. Because one of the things that I am finding quite difficult with having twins is that I never feel like I one hundred percent can comfort either of them when I'm mm. on my own. You know, so that's that's not nice. So you're kind of like, okay, Zach, you're you're grand, but I have to feed your brother now, and then you mm. like feed the brother, but you'd haven't burped him because you feed the brother, feed Jules because. <laughs> um, he, uh, but I have burnt him, so to because uh, he's it's not yeah. here, and then, oh my God, and, and I have to make some more formula, and then I have to pump, and then it's like, oh, so a good day is getting out, a good day is when I look outside and the weather is nice, mm. a good day is when, um, at the end of the day, they're still here, yeah. <laughs> and so am I, and I'm not yeah. crying, um, but I have to say, like, you know, it's, the the weeks have, like, they, it has 100% Gotten better, yeah. so everyone was saying to me and keep saying to me it gets better, it gets easier, mm. and it does. I think you get a little bit more confident, you get a little less, um yeah, you get a little more confident, and they get more settled with you. And you can imagine, you know, Jules and Zach were um, in me, and then they were in an incubator, mm. and then they were in a hospital in a cot, and then they were back here in. Inch core and their new home so they have moved and the, like their energy has just been all over the show so mm. it has taken us all a little bit of a while to get yeah settled together yeah um and then i don't know whether they knew each other was there for a little while I, i'd love to say that they always knew but i don't know if they did i think certainly in the womb they would have been uh, like aware of each other's energy but they were separated then from mm. birth really um in, in two separate incubators so look, who knows, but I know that in the last week they've kind of made a little bit of eye contact, which is kind of cute. So, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And then what was a, a bad day feel oh, like? it's, I've never had darker days. Um, you just feel so out of control. Yeah. Um, as in like, you can't mind them, like as in, and they just don't stop. Crying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they do, but it feels like it's constant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I've learned is that it takes a village, and mm. I tried I tried to do it on my own, and um, so when my husband went back to work after five weeks, like he stayed home for five weeks, and when he went back to work, I was like, No, I can do this on my own. I just need my mom and dad to come down in the afternoon for an hour, take them out for a walk, and I'll go and nap. And I did that for a couple of weeks, but, like. Yeah, you saw it here even. Like, you know, one is asleep and the other one is like awake and that's great and that's totally manageable and then the other one falls asleep and the other one wakes up and that's really manageable but that doesn't always happen. Mm. So, like, a bad day is just a lot of crying if I don't get out um, myself, whether with them or without them. Mm. That's really hard. I just need a little bit of fresh air. A little bit of... um, Yeah, but I, I suppose you kind of forget as well which is great it's great part of the human psyche that we 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 kind of forget the pain a little bit yeah Um, and I think that allows us to keep going doesn't it Mm. Um, but I do have a lot of support Um, and so friends like I've had friends knocking over pretty much every day and so you know would that
0: be like that for you like I find sometimes if I'm you know in a day in mood or I'm feeling. Self-imploding on myself. Yeah. As soon as I see someone, I'm yeah. usually like, I like feel better now already. yeah. You, you kind of you. feel all oh, right. Okay, it's actually not that bad. Totally Does that help you? At like, like a yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, like a
1: thousand percent. Even, even just even the phone. But no, with, if certainly when someone is here, because it, it just gets. Very, uh, my house is very small, so it get you. You get very in. Like yes. you say, imploding. Like you're, you're in and yourself, and and they're crying, and, and they're, they're the most gorgeous two little boys in the whole wide world, <laughs> and they're crying because there's something wrong. Yeah. You know? And and you're just, it's just, yeah, it gets quite overwhelming. So when someone comes, they bring a set, they they break the energy. yes yeah. And they, they're kind of like, oh my god, you have two babies, you're doing really well. Or let me do yeah. you know, i change the nappy. Or you know, and and then the baby looks up and and, and you know they're like distracted. Yes. So it just changes everything and then it it passes an hour or two and I'm kind of in that mode, like I talk a lot about present moment and all that, but I'm kind of in the mode of like, no, 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 I'm not really in the present moment. I just need to get to three months, four months. I need to get them a little bit more settled Mm. and lots of people keep saying to you, you know, oh, you'll regret it. Like, you know, this is the most amazing time and you're like, "Uh (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) uh-huh. And what you were saying earlier that,
0: some of the practices have helped you. Mm. What, like, what ones have you been using? Well, or...
1: like, mind, like mindfulness, yeah. uh, meditation, mm. um, you know, just even, like, the sutras, like, ahimsa, like, trying yeah. not to be so hard on myself. Um, you know, like, present moments, so, for example, earlier on, when the two of them were kicking off like crazy, and I realised I wasn't going to make it to the podcast for half two, and I was just, like, I was crying, and... I was just, this is just not, I, I hate this, I hate this. And then both of them stopped crying and they looked at me and they were kind of smiling and I just kind of sat in it and I was like, you know, and, and so realising that like it's they're going to start again at some point yeah. and I am going to cry again at some point and I'm going to feel the feelings of, of like despair, but that really soon after that, those feelings will pass. And I will feel happy and joyful and blessed again. And then they'll pass again. So it's mm. that kind of like sitting in the moment. Yes. Yeah. Like I've never sat in the moment as much because I, I'm so grateful for want of another word, but I'm so, I'm hanging on to those silent moments. Mm. Sometimes I say to Seb, oh, can you hear that? They're quiet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then it kicks off. But when you're in the depths of it, you know it's going to get better so that's yeah. helped yeah um like breathing obviously i mean come on mm. i mean that's like reduced like i'm pumped full of adrenaline and cortisol 24 <laughs> 7 so that's really helped with, with yeah it. um like practices of journaling that's been amazingly helpful like affirmations all that kind of stuff like i write them down and um, journaling you know helps me to kind of just let it out, let it go yeah and and then also like looking back to see like where we've come from and reading bits about where we were and how i felt and you know how I've, we've progressed and stuff and yeah that's, yeah yeah
0: and say like um you know you were saying sort of sitting in the moment and noticing the feelings kind of come and pass like you know that's a massive teaching in meditation kind of noticing the transience of things um and i think that that can cause almost the hardship sometimes when we feel like oh this shouldn't be happening or yeah. it's going to last forever or we're kind of resisting a little yeah. bit whereas if you almost let yourself
1: yeah you know have
0: a cry and go yeah. this is the worst ever yeah. and all, it almost goes in a wave then totally. it's gone and I so, yeah. yeah
1: I think so I think I think you have to well for me I know everyone's different but for me I I need to I need to vent I yeah. need to let it go I need to cry I need to do something I need to like sometimes i'll just like or I'll, you know i love that's why i love i'm doing a lot of running and spinning at the moment not a lot like but when i have time and yeah. says, I go to a class my go-to is spinning or running rather yeah. than yoga and i think that's at the moment what your body kind of it's what my body yeah. need. my body needs to like get rid of the excess energy, uh, energy and yeah. um, that i'm not going to get through like for me at the moment in my mind i need to like pound the payment a pavement and things mm. like that you know and um, say
0: with your body like what way you know so your process now is totally different like okay. how do you feel it's affected or what's happened for you like on my physical body yeah yeah
1: so I've like definitely well obviously I've gained weight so you, you feel a little less comfortable in your, okay. in your yoga clothes yeah or your running clothes yeah so that's definitely a thing um, but that's not a like that's not a big deal. That's, mm. that's something that will, you know, remedy itself when I go back to work and stuff. But um more like I couldn't get over the pain in my hands um from like down dog. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like my hand not my wrist, yeah but my hands, like actually just been on my hands for so, yeah. so much. Um and just I did like one of Rohan's level one classes last month and it was like I was dead after it. Yeah just you know which is really good because i hadn't done a proper physical practice in, yeah. in a good few months so it like you know the work works and mm. i hadn't been doing it um definitely feel my upper body strength has gone like mm. unbelievably yeah it's i'm super weak on my upper body yeah. um and then like when i'm running like i really feel more exhausted quicker i don't run as long because i had um just a little few issues with my pelvic floor like nothing huge thank god um but Yeah, like just I can't run as far as or as fast as Mm. I used to. But it doesn't bother me at the moment at all because it's like I'm it's all purely for mental health. Yes. Like whenever I try and exercise or move, it's all for my mind.
0: Well the your perspective of why you're doing it has shifted. So then your expectation also shifts to you're just so happy to probably get out. <laughs> so happy. Just yeah. half
1: hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. And it does change everything. Yes. So it, it changes nothing in terms of I'll come back and there's still, you know, babies to be fed and like, you know, breasts to be pumped. Um, but, your and, but your attitude is, is, yeah. is so different. you full yeah. of endorphins and they are so like, oh, they're just the best. Yeah. You know?
0: So then was, you know, you said you had a couple of issues with your pelvic floor but was there anything else in terms of your core or anything like I that Just affected? weak. Just, just yes. weak. Um, I had
1: nothing, nothing diagnosed or anything. I okay. was very lucky. I had an emergency C-section. Yeah. So, I had, um, you know, you've got like the aches and pains and in, in around the scar area and stuff in the early days but I took it quite handy. I took the time to recover and I walked a good bit and stuff but, Up until now, no, nothing. And I did go for like assessments and stuff and everything has been, everything has been good. So I've been really lucky in that sense. And then
0: essentially you can kind of, you know, maintain your exercise regime or whatever you like without any having to be mindful of anything. Well,
1: like, yeah, definitely. I I need to not push it too hard right now because everything is still coming back together yeah so they say like you know she had said to me one of the physios I went had said like three months postpartum but your Uma says it's five years your body takes five years to to recover after pregnancy so I just think um there is a huge kind of message out there to like get the pre-baby body back and you're kind of push 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 and you know go back to your six week boot camp and they're all brilliant and I like I would probably join one of them in the future and stuff and all that but i just think we do need like the six the idea of this six week thing it's a bit mental because yeah. we need to every woman is very different and you're if you're breastfeeding or you're not breastfeeding or you're, you're twins or you've you know childcare stuff or you've you might have a huge amount of support there's so much pressure on us to like get back to the gym get back to our practice and i think you know for me i was kind of saying to myself i'll just look at this time next year mm-hmm. so you know just try and not be aiming for like fitting into the group, little black dress for Christmas or anything, thinking about, like, a year later. So, mm. you know, just give yourself that, you know, you're pregnant for nine months, maybe give yourself that nine months. Yeah, to and it's to,
0: changing, like, I think for anyone, regardless of women or men, like, obviously, men don't have children, but women who have children, like, anybody can benefit from, there's going to be certain periods of your life where your exercise, if we can take it away from being only goal-oriented yeah, yeah. and process oriented like oh maybe I might just enjoy myself <laughs> you yeah. know or get some benefit of like oh my head's cleared a yeah. little bit or whatever that doing something. like if everything's yeah always goal oriented then there's so much more likelihood for disappointment or pressure yeah. or yeah. whatever Completely. yeah totally. so it's kind of again you know back to that feeling we were saying about like um you know parenthood or any of these experiences in our life that like you know, whatever is making you happy, it's your decision or yeah. your sense. If it, yeah, like I feel great with the mile I just yeah, walked exactly. or whatever it is. Like, if that feels great for you, then it doesn't matter know, if it's not like. Oh
1: Imagine if we didn't have like Instagram or Facebook, yeah. we wouldn't know what anyone else was doing. So yeah. we would just go out and walk our mile or run our, our kilometre or whatever and not be like, oh God, Mary down the road is after doing 10K.
0: Yeah. You know what but I, mean? I think, you know, I think we can say obviously social media plays an effect on these things and you can see maybe more mammies or whatever that's influencing certain things but I think those elements of comparison were always there it's human nature and you know even when I used to run a lot that was way before social media since I've ran (laughs) (laughs) but it's sort of like I remember using to think sometimes like you know you'd be out in the rain or the hail or whatever running a long run and you're kind of like there's no one, there's no glory in this, like, there's no, no one cares that I'm doing this, so I'm either doing it for me, or I'm doing it for no one, so it's kind of like, if you're tuning into that, I suppose, you know, I, in those days, I wasn't able to post about or get any, uh, like, social, like, maybe peer recommendations from it, or anything, or accolades, so it's kind of like, if you can tune into that, am I doing it because it feels good, or am I doing it? you know yeah, for yeah like yeah. validation or something. I know yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's such a fine line it much. is yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. so say then with your like stuff that you enjoy at the moment and you were saying you've taken a little break from the practice like what kind of things of yoga like you said you like a little bit of mindfulness practice or meditation is there anything else that you've either time to do or that you like to do from yoga maybe even physically or do you prefer just to get out and do your
1: no, like I love, like I, uh, at the end of my bed I have my mat and I just love, like the sun, like the sun salutations. Yeah. Just five and three. Yeah. Like if I could get them in every day and I keep, every time I jump on my mat I go straight to, yeah. you know, five Surya A, five uh, three Surya B. And um, I keep saying to myself, I could just do that every morning. Yeah. would like be so... so set (laughs) I really would like there would be no tears Um, and I would like it (laughs) would I know (laughs) I would but it just it's not happening at the moment and I guess the reasoning behind you know I know how I feel if I jumped on my mat for an hour and a half like I'd be feeling amazing I did it like a couple of weeks two weeks ago and it was just amazing but for me to get that so, when I go out to, let's say, uh, go for a run, I leave the house, I run that way 15 minutes and back. And then whoever's looking after the babies, it's a half an hour, 45 minutes, that's it. Whereas getting into the practice, I, I, I don't know, I don't want. It takes
0: time. Yeah, but yeah. I need to
1: get away from my hour and a half or yeah. my 75 minutes. There's mm. no, nothing saying that I can't run upstairs when my dad or my mom is down here for 20 minutes or 10 minutes yeah. you know that I can't do a 5 minute practice because if someone was saying it to me I actually think I advised um a new mom who's to do my class Ashling um just do 5 minutes and like <laughs> why can't I do that you yeah. know and that would make me feel but I'm I'm back teaching just one hour a week okay. you know, in a school and so I do the, the salutes with them yeah, and I love it. And then, That's you know, sometimes nice. when I'm demonstrating stuff, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, oh my God, it feels so good to be in Paris back in a bind yeah. and, you know, um, so yeah, I just, it's just another yeah. thing I, I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, well, I miss that. When you Asana. can. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. I miss it. I always keep saying to myself, I'm going to go to a class, I'm going to go to a class. Um. Yeah,
0: I will eventually. Maybe yeah. <laughs> one of yours
1: cuz you're close, you're so close to me. Yeah.
0: yeah. And <laughs> when are you um, when are you back giving classes full time? Do you think or do hopefully you have in the any new idea? Year. Okay, yeah. New Year, yeah. yeah. So
1: back um, in all the studios in the New Year. I've my retreat in May. Oh, lovely. No, March. I'm going to take everyone to Monali again. It'll be a full year. Yeah. And then Marrakesh in June and ho- like hopefully you know, hoping, like, hopefully, like yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Bring the yeah. babies with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after Christmas, kind of foolish time. Yeah. Um, back to all my bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's been lovely chatting, I'm Liz.
1: I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to do it and thank you yeah. for understanding.
0: Yeah, no. And if um maybe just to finish up, like, is there any source or like, you know, is there anything you'd recommend for maybe new mothers that are listening or ladies that are expecting or even partners that want to maybe understand the whole process a bit more? Like, is there anything, bar say the yoga practices that we spoke about, but is there any book that you've read or you know maybe podcast or something yeah. that you felt like oh my god i never would have made it if i didn't have this thing
1: the honest to god truth is um <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that i read was after because okay because yeah, the water's yeah. Um, what i would say is hypnobirthing i did okay. hypnobirthing while i was in the hospital seven i read the book and we went through a few of the practices um and i didn't get to do um the natural birth as, as I said already but I used a lot of the hypnobirthing in my uh, ber- my birth even though yeah. I was in the theatre and I was in sound So it's, it's, it's a lot of it is uh, breath work visualisation okay. Um, talking to your partner about what's going to happen and how he or she is going to support you yeah. during your labour, whether that's, like, um, section or, or whatever. Um, so, for example, for me, I was very nervous about, like, the epidural. I didn't want to have the epidural, and um, but I did, so I had a visualisation. Rather than, like, it's puncturing my spine or whatever, I had a, a, a visualisation of the breath. So I would inhale... Um, all of the positive healing powers and exhale all of the toxins and negativity out of my body out of the way of where the uh, needle was going in from the epidural. So I was really kind of, you know, I was conscious of that. So like the And that stuff is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. And I, I really highly recommend the hypnobirthing. Okay. Um, I didn't get to do any of the other things. I didn't really get to read a huge amount of books. A lot of the stuff, being honest, kind of triggered me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but um,
0: and in what ways? Because maybe that's helpful. Yeah, for people like to hear. because
1: I wasn't going through what a lot of the books were okay, talking about. Yeah, okay. So people were saying, so now you're in your twenty fourth week, and now you're in your twenty eighth week, and you yes. probably feel like this, and you probably feel like that, and so while podcasts and books and all of that, it's really important mm. for you to be empowered, and you know, like aware and have knowledge and educated and they're so amazing for that just be aware that your journey is your journey and it's probably going I really hope it's going to go really well and and according to plan yeah but you know it mightn't and just to you know like give yourself a break if it doesn't go to plan, it's mm. not your fault, and to understand the power of the babies, I think yeah. the power of this is where I believe in a, a divine something. And you know, we can control as a lot, but uh, I I know these babies came from somewhere very special because they, yeah, it, it was they were coming, yes, yeah. yeah, and they're actually coming right this morning. Yeah. <laughs> My babysitter's yeah. back, and, and yeah, because t- it's starting to rain, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You go get that, and I'll just pause this for. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Liz and we just got cut off at the very end. Her um, boys were arriving back in through the door with her friend that had been minding them so we could chat. So yeah, we had to cut it short but uh, yeah, fingers crossed we can uh, chat again in the future and we'll get an update on how Liz is doing and how everything's going for her. So as always... Please let me know your thoughts, share everything on social media and I will be catching you next week with a conversation with international yoga teacher Rachel Land. So in the meantime, take care of yourself, find some time to get outside and uh, I will talk to you next week.